From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrin. Thanks for inviting me into your home. Long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi. Your parents' well-appointed rec room with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker. Your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. How do, how do to those of you tuning in on one of our wonderful affiliate stations across North America. And hiya to those streaming us on my YouTube channel, Strange Planet. However and wherever you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. The sexy psychic Sloan Bella is here, standing by to give her psychic impressions of coronavirus, the death of Kobe Bryant, the U.S. elections, just to name a few. We're not able to take phone calls, but what we're going to do is take, if you're in the YouTube live chat, we'll take your questions in the YouTube live chat, and then uh, Ryan will relay those to me, my live stream producer. All right. Sloan Bella has uh, been psychic since, uh, well, birth, really, and uh, went on to work with uh, street kids during a period when she lived on the street and uh, moved to L.A. And, and now is a psychic to the stars, really. And she's got a very popular YouTube site of her own. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Sloan Bella, welcome aboard. How are you? Hi, Richard. How are you? I'm good. Just for those people who don't know your, your story, just tell us a little bit about how you ended up on the street in Toronto. Well, um, I was just turning, I just turned 14 and I basically ran away from home and didn't go back. So that's my life kind of took its own journey from that point, uh, which I'm super grateful for actually at this point in my life, mid, mid to late, whatever, heading towards senior status here. But I'm super happy for that because it really showed me in a metaphysical way what I was here to do as opposed to kind of how I was being groomed to do things in life. So I was very um, fortunate, even though it seems unfortunate, to A, not have been hurt beyond repair and also to have learned so many valuable lessons on the street and with people and so many psychic experiences because... People who live on the street, especially kids, teenagers, runaways, young people, they have to be so aware. It's a survival instinct. So it really heightens and sharpens your skill. So for me, it was amazing. And I guess the people I met were, you know, not, not quote, I don't know, um, they were the, the underbelly of society in a lot of ways. But in a lot of ways, I was very protected and was able to see things in a psychic way about a person's soul, not what was presented on the outside. So to me, that was very valuable in the work that I do and right. have done for the rest of my life. And, and when you were on the street and you were, you know, you were befriending uh, prostitutes, uh, would you warn them? I mean, don't get in that car because you're not coming back? That happened many times, actually, yes. I would tell them, you know, maybe stick to this side of town or don't go out tonight. Um, I had one incident, actually, in Los Angeles when I first got here where I had a stripper friend that was going to date a club owner. It's a true story. We were going to date a club owner, and I was doing a reading and looking up their charts and, doing, you know, doing this, whether they would get along. And he owned another strip club up by the airport. Anyway, she was going out on a date with him, just been dating him a couple of times. 
And I got the worst feeling. And I was like, no, you don't need to be going out with him. Just tell him you're sick and wait like a couple of days. And I didn't think she'd listen to me. She listened to me. And he was actually gunned down in the limo that night with the other guests that he was, wherever they were going and whatever kind of uh, partying they were doing. Uh, I later found out his business partner had shot him and the other people, I guess the driver and there were other girls in the car she would have been in that car with him. And so I didn't know that it was going to be a murder per se, but I knew that I felt really like overwhelmingly physically sick to my stomach. So I told her, I don't think you should go. And she actually listened, which is rare because most people don't listen when you, you know, when, I mean, they do, but they don't, you know, we all have to test the waters ourselves. Right. Right. So that, and is that, yeah. is that how you get impressions? It's a physical feeling or is it a mental image? Do you see something bad happening? Or is it always kind of like a physical reaction, like a pain in your stomach? Uh, it's truly all. It, it depends. I can tell you at different points in my life, it changes. Uh, the crazier I am, so we'll just say when I was younger um, and more, you know, no, no rules whatsoever and no structure and probably doing more drugs and more drinking, and I'm talking under the age of 20, I was extremely open, so, you know, uh, people would come through my energy fields, I would see them, it would be like a double movie theater, I would see one sort of image going on over here, another image going on over here, um, but as I got older and sort of pushed away from that, I, I, it depends on what and whom I'm speaking with, how I receive the information. I'm very clear audience, so I hear chatter in my head all day long. And no, I'm not crazy, but I do hear it. So I kind of repeat what I'm hearing. So if you ask me a question, I just get the first thing off the top of my head. But I will get images, and I will look at people and see things, and I see it in terms of feeling it. So I look at them, and I kind of see the images go through my head quickly, and then my body has a response to those images. So I kind of combine it. And it really depends on, I guess, how I'm feeling. I've been told that when I have, you know, when I'm sick or I have a fever, that my readings are really on point. And I think because there's no logical barrier there, I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to get the people away from me probably so I can go back to sleep. <laughs> it's probably right. that simple. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now you mentioned being on the street and I don't know if you said that you imbibed or occasionally experimented with drugs or alcohol, but oh yeah. as mm-hmm. someone who is psychic and you're, and you're, you know, you've got this, you're this conduit, uh, you're, so you're already open. Do you risk, does a psychic person risk some sort of psychic harm by by taking drugs or alcohol because you're already open, but now you're opening yourself up even more? In other words, should psychics in particular avoid drugs and alcohol? Well, in my opinion, I definitely feel that they should. Often they will take drugs and alcohol to tone down what they feel in their day-to-day life. But what happens, and with all people, actually all people should avoid this, and especially hallucinogenics, although I must say when I was younger I had great fun with those, but psychic people go right out of their body. So I can take no medicine now. So if I have a toothache and I take, I will take like a children's Tylenol, I take children's doses, so it says child's on the, on the canister or whatever, I'm out of my body in a second. I'm hallucinating in a second. I mean, I take it for the pain, 
and I'm out of my body. I'm literally telepathically talking to people who think I'm insane because they're talking to me, and I think I'm answering them, but I'm not. It's very dangerous. It opens up your auric field. It opens up your energy field, and it's like opening your front door. So anything can kind of come in. They can't necessarily take you over fully, but they can open your front door and pop their head in and attach themselves to your energy field. And if you do enough drugs over years, this is why you will see people who are, say, heroin addicts or meth addicts or whatever, people that continually take things day in and day out, even the weed smoking, the pot smoking, day in and day out, they will attract and have things attached to their energy field, and they won't even know it. They won't even know who they are because they're compulsive in their behavior, and the compulsion is coming from the other energies or entities whatever you want to call them. And, and sometimes they are hitchhikers. I tell a story of a young um, kid. I was probably 25 at the time, and he was probably 20, and I was reading him. And he was a pot-smoking, um, I think, cocaine-snorting drinking person. Uh, but he was coming for readings, and he was trying to get sober, so, seriously. And I don't know what that has to do with psychic readings, but this is what he chose to do. So he was coming and coming for readings. And one day when I looked at him, I saw a woman come through kind of behind him, and it was almost like a, just like a watered-down version behind a screen, so like an apparition, and she was, like, holding his arm as he walked in, and he had told me that he was starting to hang out with men as sexual partners, but he'd only ever been straight before, and he couldn't understand where this was coming from, but he was still doing the drugs, and this woman that I saw next to him was actually a woman that had died of a drug overdose from what I could pick up, and she had attached herself to his energy because he was out on the street, and she was the one who had been the female prostitute looking for male partners and was living vicariously through his body energy. That goes on all the time, whether people want to believe it or not. It does go on. It's not to the extreme of the movie The Exorcist, but the reason that movie and the Catholic Church does allocate money is because these things happen. There are barnacles in the energy world that attach to the human form when we allow our, 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 our guard down. So no, a psychic person, and actually most people should keep their body defenses up because if you have depression, if you have sadness, if you have even things like postpartum depression, your body's energy field is opening up and anything can come in through that front door. And you may not even be aware of it. Half the time, people don't even know what their own thoughts are. They think it's their own thoughts when they're depressed. It's not. It's other people's energy on them. So you have to get very clear with how and who and what you think as a person. So, And, and when you're taking drugs, that's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, like, you can't focus. So that are we talking about a spiritual or even perhaps even a demonic oppression or possession here? Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? The heroin addicts are a prime example of that. Yeah, they go right out of their bodies. And once you've been out of your body too long, once you've vacated your house, you end up with squatters. That's just a way that I can explain it to your audience in an easy way. Obviously, they're not like literally squatters, but they are in an energetic sense. Absolutely. They come in because remember, not everybody, whether people think so or not, and I, I can't even, I can't debate it because I can't prove it scientifically and I can't prove the existence of what I do or God or anything else but I can tell you from my experience because I've seen people and I've talked to them and they've seen this my whole life and then when I'm talking to these people that are dressed like you and I and they're going to their 
legit jobs with their legit education and they've got their families and I will see an energy of, I'll call it a shapeshifter, come right out of their energy field and try to scare me off when I'm talking to them. I've actually seen, I've seen that stuff my whole life, not with every person I walk by, obviously, but it is out there and it's getting more and more prevalent now because as a society, we think it's okay to take all of these mind-altering substances. There's a reason that you want to keep your, your body clear. It's so you can, you can align your own strength and power, and then you can be a warrior on the planet for your truth or your belief system, and that's extremely important. But we are distracted by these other things. People, even, even sex addiction, I mean, look at sex addiction. You're out there, you're yep. sleeping with however many people. You're bringing all their energy into your, you know, body energy, even if it's fun. doesn't matter whether it's fun or not, but that's what you're doing. And what about the, the television schedule now is just almost completely taken over by a paranormal, supernatural. There's a show on now, uh, I think on Netflix, called Lucifer. All of this stuff. When, I mean, I believe this, I but I, I'd like to get your take. When you watch this stuff, all of these horrible... Uh, horror, horror movies and, and so forth. Are you inviting that stuff into your life? I think you are. Oh, I agree with you with that. I mean, probably not if you watch one horror film. Probably not. I mean, you know, one time or whatever. But what you're, what they're doing is they're, they're getting you desensitized because you're told that it's fake and you're told that it's not true. This is a form of sigil magic. And what I mean by that is it's, something that they present to the public, because remember, we're all a bunch of cattle. This is how I feel they feel about us. I don't know who the they is when I'm saying that, by the way, the powers that be. But they present all of these things, and so suddenly when it starts happening to you in your own life, you're not, who's going to believe you? Oh, you just watched too many horror films. Oh, you just did this. And TV is used very often as a way of hypnotic suggestion to those that watch it. This is why you see people in, 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 in kindergartens and old folk homes just sitting there staring at the TV. It's very hypnotic. It's hypnotic suggestion. It's brain programming. It's subconscious. It's, it's telling you what's going on if you pay attention. And also the Lucifer show, although it is well written and, and edgy and all of those things, that is who rules the earth plane. We have a tremendous amount of uh, people who partake in that, in Luciferian belief systems on this planet. The earth is not God's realm, it's Lucifer's realm. That's right. So that's, that's right. what's going on. The te- everything is reflecting that. We have, I mean, you've got kids, I've got kids, your kids are littler, but imagine between you and I, relatively the same age, and our kids, and if they have to grow up now watching these things on social media, I mean, it's a wonder that anybody is going to do well in this society because we are all taught we are not enough. And we are all taught there's only really two things that matter. If you're good looking, apparently if you have a Kardashian butt, and if you have money. If you don't have these things, you don't count. You are not valuable. That's what's being presented us, presented to us, and it's taking away our spiritual focus we are spiritual beings in a human body, which you know, but it's focusing on the mundane world. So people are, believe it or not, even if they think they're joking, they are selling themselves so they can have something and they're 
stupid, in my opinion, and the whole world is doing this. They got TV shows about it. You got people doing reality TV shows where they're going to marry somebody sight unseen. What the hell is that? I mean, right, it's, right. it's not it's like constantly it's constantly debasing the culture. We're debasing <laughs> our humanity. Yes. Well, yes, but, and there you are. You're a, a spiritual warrior. You're living right in the midst of all of this. It's churning this stuff out. How do you survive? Oh, that is such a good question. I have an answer for you. I couldn't figure it out. Like, I began to think, like, am I a hypocrite? Am I, you know, what the heck is wrong with me? Because I should actually want to run from this. And I had two very close friends say to me, the world, the energy, the universe is about balance. So when we're talking karma, we're talking balance. And I said, so why am I in these circumstances that are so opposite of who I believe myself to be. And they said, well, because when one team puts their players out on the chessboard, the other team has to put their players. It is the balance to their balance or the counterbalance. That is what I am. So I'm not worried anymore. I don't worry about being, you know, hurt or killed or, you know, I do get a lot of threats when I do certain videos. People start threatening me either overtly or passive aggressively or whatever they're doing with their stuff. I meet people when I'm out running. This doesn't bother me because I've been told that I'm strictly the counterbalance or the opposition to them. And I have as much right to be there as they do. So I stand up in, in I don't even want to say in the light, but I stand up as a warrior working, in my opinion, under God. Okay, so I'm protected on that level. And they stand up for their God, which is different than my God. And it's just to let their God know that I'm here on this side. And it's the way it is. You've got two teams. Or you've got ten teams. I'm standing on my side. That's that's actually what it is. They're always going to put you in a, in alignment with the opposite, so that there is um, a balance or counterbalance to a situation. It's not ever one sided. It's always dual. It's dual. So that's what's going on. That's my understanding. I didn't understand. Hollywood psychic Sloan Bella is with us. SloanBella.com and uh, the YouTube channel is uh, just Sloan Bella, correct? Sloan it Bella? It is. Yes, it is. Thank you. Yes. And what do we find on the YouTube channel? Oh, my gosh. You find a bunch of stuff on the YouTube channel. Um, this, well, there's crystal stuff and astrology stuff, but basically I'm connecting to the energy of people, I guess you could say dead celebrities or dead musicians, and people ask me all the time, why is it just famous people? Because if I said I was going to connect to my grandmother, none of y'all would care. So I do it to, with public figures or circumstances um, so that people will watch it. Because if I just do a whole thing about people that nobody knows right. personally, you know this, no one's watching. Um, well, we've got to break away. When we come back, I'll talk, okay. you about, I'll talk to you about uh, Kobe Bryant. And yes. also people are lining up in the, the YouTube uh, chat with uh, questions. We'll get to right to that in uh, just a moment. Sloan Bella, my guest, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back, Sloan Bella, Psychic to the Stars, SloanBella.com. That's S-L-O-A-N, Bella, B-E-L-L-A, SloanBella.com. And uh, check out her YouTube channel, Sloan Bella. Uh, my gosh, you're approaching 100,000 subscribers, I think. 70, 80, something like that? 
Yeah, mid seventies, I think. Yes, it's just it's going really well. Who knew? I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea, but it's going good. Yeah. Well, we lost uh, Kobe Bryant, NBA legend, uh, in uh, January. What happened? Do you think? I mean, what 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 do your psychic uh, abilities tell you about what really went down there? Okay, so I just did this video yesterday, and I was hesitant because you know, and you especially know in sports that um, if you mention anything about Kobe and it's not exactly the way the fans want to hear it, they come after you, okay? So he has a huge fan base. But what I got, which was really interesting, and I, I worked on the energy. I did not actually connect with him. So I worked on the energy around the whole thing, and I actually believe, and I'm laughing because it sounds a little bit ridiculous because it was foggy that morning. I got up and I did the same run I did this morning, but I can tell you the fog was clear at about 3,000 feet because when I got up there, I could see all the way across the valley to where he was because it's a direct shoot across, and I could see above that. So I'm not sure why the helicopter would have crashed in that low-level fog. If you're in a car, yes. But if you're coming down into it, it didn't make sense to me. But that's besides the point. What I did pick up is that there was a very specific um, magnetic pole that took the helicopter down. So... I saw an inverted triangle or like the wide part of a triangle um, underneath the helicopter and the pointy part of the triangle headed down into the ground. So I believe it crashed, and I would have to know the actual latitude and longitude of where it crashed, and I do not know that, obviously. But there was a specific reason for it crashing there, and there was some sort of magnetic force that pulled it down into the ground. And I do believe that Kobe and his daughter were under the impression, I'm not sure about the daughter, I didn't even pick up on that energy, but Kobe for sure was part of a mindset or a belief system that this life here, and I don't disagree with it, was just temporary and that due to what he did here, he would be given, much like the Egyptians, great success on the other side. He actually believed that. Now, I don't know him personally, and I didn't even watch the Lakers. My kid did, but I didn't. One of my kids, actually both. Um, but anyway, one was a huge fan. Um, but I got that he was under that belief system. So I'm pretty sure from what I felt that this was orchestrated on some level. Now, I don't know if he opened this up in his own way or even if he knew about it, but somebody definitely did because I saw the magnetic force and him and his daughter were going to, and I heard the words recolonate. I have no idea what that means. I just assumed that they were going to cross over into the afterlife. And I was shown an image of like the Egyptians in their, in their coffins or whatever they call those with the cats. Their coffins, protecting yeah. Their, yes. Yeah. Protecting all their goods as they walked through the dimensions into the next life. And I actually believe that this is what was going on. This was the belief system. But here's what I also understand. I also, and I could not pick up on, I couldn't actually connect in, hook in to Kobe's energy. So this was around the circumstance. Um, the pilot, when I focused on his energy, I saw him flying the helicopter and I saw him stuck almost like, um, kind of reminded me of the movie Groundhog Day where you keep doing the same thing over and over again with, and you can't get the results you want. So it's almost like his body froze. And he couldn't get the result that he wanted. So he was trying to move, but caught in some kind of an energy field where he keep, kept repeating a movement, but the movement didn't lead to action is what I saw. He was not drugged. 
Um, I believe Colby told him to fly the plane. So, and I believe that he got clearance to fly the plane. I don't believe anyone uh, told him not to. Helicopter. Oh, helicopter. Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep saying plane. Helicopter. Flying machine. Helicopter. Sorry. Yeah, I and I literally believe that this was not the pilot's error. Actually, um, I see him struggling to do something, but can't get his brain or his body to do it. So it's almost like. Um, I'm sure he wasn't drugged, but sometimes people take drugs where they're, it, it renders them unable to move, but they look like they're awake, but they can't do what they want to do. It almost feels like that to me, like a, like something that was slightly paralytic in his thinking is what I got, and I saw that. And then there was I, I was looking around, and it's interesting because I feel like as the helicopter, as this incident is happening... I feel as though, truthfully, and I'm going to have a lot of haters on this, I literally feel like on some level, Kobe thought he was going to cross out of this realm and cross into the next space and be able to start something different and bring his family over after. So I don't feel like he was trying to, uh, you know, leave the family, leave the earth that way. I feel like he'd been promised an exploratory role somewhere else but this is the trickery that goes on this is what he bought into it i feel like his family was of this religion i feel like they practiced the religion we're talking about which i'm going to say is luciferianism i did get that and i do feel it i don't know well, how overtly known that was. because i've got a um uh, in the youtube chat room joshua asks mm-hmm. uh did kobe bryant sell his soul to the devil and is that why he referred to himself as the black mamba well, I believe he did, and again, I'm going to say this to everybody out there, I don't believe, okay, I don't believe you can sell your soul legit because I believe it belongs to God. That's my personal belief, okay? However, you can be tricked out of this life, and when you cross out of this life, you are really left to your yourself on the other side. You do not get what was promised because you fell for the trickery. But it is my understanding on this level that those great levels of wealth and the things he said, it was obvious. I mean, it's obvious to me that he sold out. Yes. It's ob- I mean, you, you just, it, it, did you look at his children's books? I mean, it's, they're full of sigil magic and they're full of, you know, repetition. It, and it's worded in a certain way. But what the heck is that about? Like, wh- why are people reading this to their children? But they're not educated about it, so they just think it's a book from Colby. Yes, I do think he sold out. That may be mean, and I'm not saying even his family was aware of it, and I'm sure he went to some sort of traditional church. I think it was Catholic. I think he did that. You know, debatable, but I do feel it, yeah. Everything right. in his behavior showed it. Yeah. Okay, now, here's something that's always puzzled me, and it's predictive programming, because you're, mm-hmm. um, you may be aware of this cartoon called Legends of Chamberlain Heights, and yes. there was an episode, uh, this was from, I think, 2017. They, they recently pulled it off Comedy Central, this, t- this uh, episode, but it actually depicted, again, it's a cartoon, it depicted Kobe Bryant in a helicopter dying in a fiery crash. What's going on there? Okay, that's so interesting. That's part of the sigil magic, okay? That's what that happened. Um, they present it to us, so we get used to the idea, and it could be, it could be something as well. Okay, let's just let's just take it away from Kobe for a second. Look at those commercials, those dumb commercials they have on TV, where you have some guy 
this always cracks me up, some guy in his 40s, good-looking guy, and he's like, do you have, you know, problems with your masculinity and your function? You know, it's your age. And they're like in their 40s and totally healthy-looking. That is telling men right there that they're going to not be able to do things that men do in life. It's predictive programming. This is the same thing. This is letting us know, getting us used to the idea that this is going to happen. They are also, because of karmic law, this is my understanding from the work I've done in the past 35 years, and meditation and prayer and what I've been taught by people and my guides and people on earth, my understanding is they have to let us know, hidden in plain sight, they have to let you know, because they can't just come out and not do it. So they present it prior to it happening. They are also letting Kobe know what's going to happen. They're building up. I'm sure he knew, but I have been in arguments this week with people in my family, mainly, who say, well, he flew on a helicopter every day. Of course, he was going to crash. And I'm like, no, not of course. It's very specific. And once he finished his game, I think in 2016, he ended his, his career with injuries. So he basically wasn't of use. He becomes of use as a marketing ploy after his passing, and they can continue to prostitute off this and pimp out his image for years to come, which they did with the wake. You know, I'm sorry. What are you charging his fans for for that? I have a real problem with that. But that tells me all I need to know about the circumstance. And if you're right, raising right. money for the families that died, raise money. But, but all those coaches make billions. So why can't they give their money? Why are the fans giving their money? I don't get it. But, yeah. There is predictive programming. You're exactly right. Plus, they were letting letting everybody know what was going to go on, and they expect us just to buy into this. And they always say art imitates life. That's a bunch of BS. They put it out there, and then they go ahead and pull the trigger on it. That's what they do all the time. I mean, look at The Simpsons or, or Family Guy or um, the other show. Sure, oh, the sure. Funny predictive programming you, examples, it's just it's it's endless, the examples. Uh, so, in other words, it works the other way around. It's life imitating uh, art, not art imitating life. So yeah, exactly. We'll take another time out. We'll come back. i got to talk to you about the, uh, the yeah. coronavirus and uh, oh, much yeah. more. And we've got uh, tons of questions coming in on the, uh, the YouTube live chat. Back with more right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. We are back with Sloan Bella, Psychic to the Star, or SloanBella.com, and on YouTube, Sloan Bella. And in our YouTube chat, uh, we have some more questions. Before I ask you about coronavirus, Dallas Duchess wants to know how you release the energy after you channel someone. First of all, what does that mean, release the energy after you channel someone? Well, let's look at it this way. I think we can all understand this analogy, but... If you um, if you are physically sexual with someone, you probably get up and take a shower after or at some point to get the feel of that connection off of you. When you channel somebody, you take on their energy. It's not a physical sensation, but it can become such. And I have a ritual that I do, ritual behaviors, I guess you call them rituals, I don't ever go into my bed without taking a shower first. And I shower with coconut oil and um, Himalayan pink salt. 
and I, uh, I shower. I don't bath in it. I scrub my body down really lightly. I'm not trying to hurt my skin, but I scrub the energy off. Salt purifies and coconut oil cleanses. And I'm also an avid, you know, mountain runner. I basically go out in nature before I read every day. So that is something I do seven days a week all the time, not in a gym, not around people. And then I do the salt bath. And then, of course, you do the usual. You light the sage. You cleanse your house. I stack crystals in my bras. I use tourmaline. I use obsidian. I use lapis. I use all kinds of things. And I stick them in my shirt, my pants, my shoes, everywhere I can. Knapsack purses. And um, my jewelry is all crystals to block other people's energy. And that's what I do to release it. But mainly, I just do that. I meditate before I get out of bed in the morning, and then I go straight out into nature. That's how I do it. And I eat properly. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. And that's just how. And I get try to get enough sleep. That's okay. really what I do. All right. Excellent. Now, coronavirus. What what uh, what can you tell me about this outbreak? Is it? I mean, some people are saying it's all hype. Other people are saying it's a bioweapon. Other people are saying it was released, it was weaponized, but released by accident. What, what, what can you tell us? I do feel it's a bioweapon. I do feel it was released not by accident on purpose. I am not afraid of it. I actually think it hit Los Angeles before Christmas. I think people had it here. They just thought it was the respiratory thing that was going around because that exact description was going around here. If you're healthy, you're not going to die from it. You're more apt to die from the flu, as you know, what is it, 18,000 people or something have died this year from the flu um, or whatever. There's a, You have to actually check the exact statistics of that. But I believe the coronavirus is a distraction. The way that now we have elections coming up, I think it's this week. Um, we have a focus on everybody getting sick and stopping all kinds of things and let's just shut everything down. It puts you into fear. Negative energy feeds the demonic side of society, however you want to word that. The entities, the mean people, the nasty girls, whatever. It's fear-mongering. Even if there is an illness and it's been released, there's nothing you and I are going to do about it. I mean, common sense, wash your hands. You know, don't pick your nose in public, don't touch handrails. I mean, these are all common sense things that when you have little kids, you tell them not to do that. And it's a distraction from other things, and I believe it's actually a distraction. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a nut. I never thought I'd be this person, but I believe it's a distraction from the impending 5G that they're going to start putting up everywhere. I believe they are distracting us with symptoms so that people can pin it on that. It's your typical bait and switch. It's, oh, look, you're getting the symptoms from this. It doesn't make sense to me in any way. It doesn't feel right. I'm not afraid of it. I don't really think there's going to be a pandemic. I feel like they say that all the time. Oh, there's going to be a pandemic. And I also feel they want to vaccinate, but you know that they want to do this because we've gotten into a society where they want to vaccinate everybody before you even go into school. You don't have a choice or say so in your body that way, but you do in every other way. So they're going to, the pharmaceutical companies are going to win, and I feel like it's already done. And I just posted a picture on Facebook where it said coronavirus on the Lysol wipe down things, the yellow wipey bottle things. And I'm like, okay, so this is a different strand. So it's like a different strand of the flu. Meanwhile, they keep vaccinating us, which I believe is part of, if you're familiar with David Icke, but it's part of the whole Agenda 21 or depopulating of the planet, which is really none of their business what we choose to do and how many kids we have. But that's what they want to stop. 
They want to render us like cattle and in servitude. That's what I believe this is about. So I believe it's a whole, I'm not saying the disease doesn't exist. I believe it exists. But really, quite frankly, when I'll just speak for Los Angeles. We have people who are going to the bathroom on the streets and there's typhus downtown. Like I won't go downtown because I'm more out to catch something down there than I am to catch the coronavirus. I mean, seriously, really, quite frankly. Two people have right. died in the United States. What's it, I mean, so what's all the, the big hoopla? More people probably have syphilis running around, I mean, or whatever. Typhus from downtown L.A. And it's rat infested. I mean, there were city workers getting poisoned last year, and there were lawsuits going on about that. We don't hear of that, but we hear about this coronavirus. So it is, a- it is a designed, it is patent, um, it is connected to the government, they want to corral us through fear, which you can never be afraid because if you're going to die, you're going to die, and that's what's going to happen. You can only do the best you can do. We all die, so how big a deal is it? It isn't really. So don't fall for the fear. They feed off our fear. So I refuse to be afraid about it, and there's only two people that have died. So intellectually, that doesn't. what, what is all this commotion about? Uh, Phil in the YouTube chat is asking, will the virus disappear once spring comes around? Oh, good question. Um, I feel it'll be gone by the end of this year. So I feel it'll be gone more around November time frame. But I don't even think that I, I honestly think people have already had it. And maybe they just thought they had the flu. I, I really do. I think more people have probably had it than they're saying. And but I think it'll be gone by the end of this year to answer that question. All right. And there'll be another yeah. one to follow behind it. Okay, we're, uh, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we'll get to more questions in our YouTube live chat. Sloan Bella is my guest right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And we are back with Sloan Bella the sexy psychic, psychic to the stars, and she joins us from uh, Los Angeles. Uh, let's just uh, get right to the uh, the uh, U.S. election. We've got Super Tuesday coming up for the Democratic uh, primary. Uh, who do you see as the nominee? Is it Biden? Is it Sanders? Is it Bloomberg? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing at all the choices. Okay. So um, if it's Biden, I think everybody's lost their mind because he just made the most outrageous comment yesterday about children in the hot tub and the hair on the back of his body standing up. I was like, whoa, this guy shouldn't even be in public. No, I actually feel, I, I kind of feel like Elizabeth Warren's going to come out, but I, I feel towards the end of the summer they're going to bring out a new candidate because they really don't have anyone I see as a strong finisher when it comes to Bernie, I feel there's a huge appeal for him, but he can't follow through on the things he says. So he speaks well, as in he says everything's for free, but we know that it isn't. So he speaks well, and young people are going to like it, but there's going to be some sort of a last-minute, and I feel she's female, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if it wasn't um, Michelle Obama, actually. Uh, yes, she may come in sense. as a vice president sense. contender, and then come on you know come under it and then eventually move through to become a president and uh the result in 2020 if uh, let's say oh, let's trump. say it's trump in 2020 oh it's trump i said it before he got elected the first time he's going for two terms 
period. I mean, unless they do something about that, which I'm not going to say on air. But, I mean, he's aligned. He's just aligned. No matter what they say, no matter what they do, he's just aligned. So I believe it'll be President Trump again. Please don't hate the messenger, but that's what I believe. I don't see anyone <laughs> stepping up. They are going to try to throw him a curveball, though, with this, I feel, woman who is coming up in sometime in the summer to present herself as a last-minute candidate. And it may come through because of somebody else dropping out due to personal circumstances. So maybe that way, you know, they have... 10 candidates and somebody has to drop out so they have to put another one in. Right, right. Well, it's so I don't feel three, any of them actually are going to win any of well, these. You've got, you've but, got three, three male candidates. The average age is 77 years. You've got Biden. I believe he's 78. You've got, uh, you've got uh, Bloomberg is 77. And you have uh, Sanders, who's 77 and 78. So, my gosh. Uh, yeah, the, yeah you know, what's the average, what's the, the average lifespan healthy. for an, the average lifespan for an American is 77 years. Not that I wish well, any look at Trump. Just, How old's Trump? Trump's 73 he's or 74. He's a very young 73, I think. He's a very young 73. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah, totally. Can't stop him. Um, meaning he's energetic. But when I look at the three men that you mentioned, it's actually Bloomberg seems the healthiest to me. Um, not that I like what he says or anything, but he seems physically the healthiest. Bernie doesn't necessarily seem healthy to me. When you watch him speak, his face is beet red, and I don't know what that's about. It seems like a blood pressure issue. And then when you look at Biden, I just really think Biden isn't mentally up for it. So I, I don't know what is actually wrong with him, but he says things, and I'm like, whoa, what's he saying? Yeah, he's a gas <laughs> factory, that's for sure. Uh, now, Brenda, Brenda Price asks, Sloan, do you ever close your eyes when, you go, when going to bed and, see, and, and ever see eyes eventually turning into partial faces and i'm not i'm not sure what she means here do you ever oh, close yes. your eyes when you go to bed and see faces i guess is what she means yes i yes i see faces all the time they come through the um they come through basically the veil the veil is very thin at sleep time because our defenses are down yeah i see that quite a bit sometimes it's guides sometimes it's people and i ask them who they are but yes i see them looking at me the faces are much bigger or at least in the way that i perceive them they seem larger, like they kind of zoom zoom in and focus close. And if I don't like it, I just say I open my eyes and shut them again, and hopefully they're gone. And if it's a guide, I can feel it. I, I don't really feel threatened by it. But, yeah, all the time I see that. I think that's probably pretty normal if you're at all intuitively aware. Yeah, I feel like that's a normal happening at sleep time, sleep or wake uh, time. Smiley B asks, Sloan are Satan and Lucifer two different beings. The Urantia book indicates they are. I feel like they are because I feel like Lucifer, well, Lucifer is basically, you know, in competition or in exact competition with God. Satan has more, Lucifer seems more appealing, which sounds very weird, but it seems more appealing. But I believe the energy is the same. They are copycats and wannabes, and they're trying to corrupt the energy. So in that sense, they're the same. Um, but Luciferianism and Satanism are similar but different. So they're, so it would seem to reason that they are, but I don't think either one of them is finite in their description. I think they encompass a whole bunch of energies that go against the soul elevating. So they try to keep our energy locked down here so that they can feed off of us, so 
so that we are their slaves. That's how it feels to me. So I would say, oh. yes, they are different, but it's a, it's a group of energy under, under one umbrella kind of thing. All right. That's how and, it feels uh, to me. Okay. Jay Lee is asking, and I'm not sure, Depp versus Heard in August 2020. I'm guessing that might be a UFC match. I'm not sure. Depp oh, she's talking Heard. about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah, she's talking about, um, oh. I believe she's talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard in the court case uh, that's ah, going to court. Okay. Remember he well, got married? It, yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, it might end up being a UFC match. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it already was that. Yeah, I think it was that. Right. I kind of feel like Johnny Depp's going to win. Weird thing to say, but I kind of feel like it. I mean, I think it's a divorce court or a domestic violence bat fight, whatever. I think he will come out on top. That does not mean, by the way, that he is innocent or guilty. It just means it looks like it's in favor of his argument. And I don't know what his argument is, but I do remember it. That's what I'm assuming she's talking about. Right, right. Um, Producer Mackey in the YouTube chat is asking, what do we expect from 5G? Oh my gosh, 5G. Now I'm going to tell you an interesting story. Okay, so at Christmas, I was wearing my iPod cordless ear things to talk on, okay? The, you know, the ones with no cord. I'm just going to say this. And I, I have a new studio where I do my videos, and I had a new microwave. And I put my coffee in the microwave, and actually, <laughs> you're going to laugh. This isn't 5G, but I'm going to tell you why I'm saying this. Put my coffee and put it in for 10 seconds, and my ear pods sent a shock through my ears. I literally thought I fried my brain. I had panic attacks all day long, and it blew the fuses in the studio. I felt the electric shock go through my head. So a friend of mine and I, we Googled it, and apparently the iPod um, thing, the EarPod thing, resonate at the same frequency as microwaves. Now, I've never right, read right. that. Anyway, I've never read that, but they do, and I got shocked by it. 5G actually takes our body literally above that so there is no grounding in the body so it's basically like taking an electric socket if the body is to be thought of as such and it's it's frying the circuits at the top of the cord so we don't even have the ability to replenish ourselves and i think i got a little piece of that when that microwave shocked my ears and i literally thought i fried my brain and like headaches and whatever, that's what we're going to have from 5G. We're going to have um, basically the inability to ground ourselves. So what happens when you can't ground yourself? So let's say you're drunk and you can't um, walk straight and you kind of walk sideways and you can't make a decision because your head's a little bit foggy. Think of PMS or uh, menopause, you know, brain fog all the time and the inability to move the body that's how it feels to me, the inability to think straight. And I don't believe that they think that this is necessarily where it's going or they're overlooking that, but I do feel they know it. I feel like the higher-ups of the developers know this. I also okay. feel like it's going to open the body up to illness because we can't, we can't calm the body down once it's been fried. But very quickly, I, I got one last one yeah. from Sally Ryder here. Wants to know about Epstein's co-conspirator, Ghislaine, or Ghislaine Maxwell. Where is she? Okay, I don't feel she's dead yet. I feel that she is, how I'm seeing that, as you ask the question right now, I'm seeing her 
locked down. Um, basically, she's in hiding, but I'll say she's a hostage. So she's in hiding as a hostage. They haven't killed her yet because they still need more information from her. And it's not our side. It's her own side of people need more information. And she's not giving everything up. But they have basically locked her in. They basically shut down her ability. So they put her in, quote, a safe house. But the safe house is really a prison. She can't get out of it, but it's not a traditional prison. That's where I hear. She's not dead yet. They will kill her, though. It'll be within two years. It's not right now. They will kill her. But she's actually locked. Away. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to leave it there. Uh, Sloan, always a pleasure. SloanBella.com and uh, the YouTube channel Sloan Bella. Thanks so much. Always a delight. Thanks, Richard. You too. Okay. Till next time. All right, my friends. That's it for me. Thanks to uh, uh, Carlos and Ryan White. Back next week with a brand new program. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed, and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night.